Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And we're veering away from sports for this one because I'm pumped to bring in a guy I've known oh, since he was in diapers, uh, who's a native <laughs> Houstonian singer, songwriter, recently named Memphis Songwriter of the Year. Joining me is my friend Brian Blake, who will be performing in Montrose on Friday and in Galveston, Conroe, and Livingston in December. He's releasing his first ever album entitled Book of Life on November the 18th. Can you believe it, Brian, an album? <laughs> I cannot believe it. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for having me on today. Before we get to the album, I got to tell the listeners how we know each other, because it's hard to believe, but we got to go back to the 70s when I started going to school with Brian's older sister, Polly, here in Houston when I was either two or three years old. So I've literally known Brian since he was born, since he's roughly seven years younger than me. Our families were so close that three separate summers we took vacations together. It was me and my two sisters, Brian and his two sisters. We all matched up in age, so it was very similar to the Brady Bunch, kind of. And Twice we went to Florida, finishing with a stop at Disney World. And once we drove through Tennessee, including a stop at the World's Fair, I doubt Brian remembers much. Do you remember much? You were, weren't even six years old when we did all that, right? The only thing I remember um, about any of that was getting stuck in a hotel room with Farrah. Um, like we locked ourselves in a bedroom and that was about it. And I think maintenance had to be called. And we were all of like, I don't know, a few years old or something like that. So, yeah, that was fair as my youngest sister. And he's about the same age as Brian. And it was a hotel in Disney World. And and they were in tears because they had somehow locked themselves into it. The hotel had to like break through the window to get us. They couldn't even open the door themselves. So they had to break through the window. It's a, a, a great family story. <laughs> and, right. and, and uh, you know, your family moved to Memphis when you were little, but a couple of major Houston ties I got to mention. Number one, got to start off with your grandfather, Joe, from Liberty, Texas, competed regularly at the Houston Rodeo Barbecue Cook-Off. And I say competed, Brian, but he was a legit barbecue world champion, right? Yes, he won the 1976. He was one of the first winners of the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Barbecue Cook-Off. Now it's a huge event. He was one of the pioneers of barbecue catering, had one of the first barbecue pits on wheels. You know, the stuff that that he kind of set the bar with way back in the um, 70s and the 80s are, are the reason they have big, huge rolling you know, equipment that people can cater. He could, he could cater for 500 or 5,000 people. He cooked for the Oilers, the Longhorns, senators, governors, everybody. So he was, he was legit. Yeah. In fact, on your YouTube channel, you've got the video from back right. in 1979 when he's on the Dinosaur show. Right. Dinosaur was basically the Ellen DeGeneres of her time. And he, he was there with Bob Barker and Gil Gerard from the original Battlestar Galactica and Robert okay. Guillaume. And so just a incredible video that I noticed you put up in uh, the pandemic. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's a big deal. And, you know, I, I know you, you guys were really close too, right? Yes, we were. Uh, loved him very much. Let's see, he died in 99. So I think I just turned 22 or was just about to turn 22 when he died. And um, so... You know, he was only 74, um, but he was larger than life and left a big impact on me and, uh, you know, a lot of other people, too. So his his funeral was at the Methodist Church there in Liberty, um, and it was standing room only. And, a, and the, 
I, I counted in the little guest book, there was more than 400 names that that showed up, that, including um, just some some pretty important people, you know. <laughs> wow. Uh, Got to throw in a couple of other Houston sports ties with your family, your sister, Polly. Hey, Polly is a huge Auburn fan. I know she's going to be watching this. She's a proud alum. So we've messaged back and forth a lot this past year with Jabari Smith coming to the Rockets and so excited about that. And this is even a better story. When I was in high school in the 80s, your dad, Ron, who was always still is a huge baseball fan, was actually doing stat work for the man who practically invented analytics, Bill James. It was for his original baseball abstract books. And I helped your dad out with that. Your dad said, hey, ask Brian about his extraordinary baseball career. He wants me to ask you about your great baseball career. <laughs> uh, well, my baseball career lasted maybe one season. <laughs> and uh, I do what I remember. I played I played Little League a little bit here in Memphis, but then also I played one summer in Houston and um, that was a pretty good season. It was fun, but, um, but I'm much better at that than I am at, at anything with a ball. So yeah, he, he said he wanted you so bad to be a baseball guy. And it, it was more like you had difficulty hitting the tee, much less the ball is what <laughs> he described it. Uh, I, I want to get back to, you know, your family's connection to the album, but just a quick reminder to everybody that's watching to subscribe, comment, and like us on YouTube. It's the best way to support the show. Make sure to catch our live Astros World Series post games and live Texans post game show this week as well. Brian, let's get back to the album because you've mostly lived in the Memphis area since you were little, but right. there's a lot of Texas in this album, isn't there? A lot of Texas. It, yeah, it's all Texas. Um, you know, essentially when my parents got divorced, we moved to the Memphis area from Houston because my mom and her, she was born here and um, her, her parents were here. So she came back here when my folks got divorced um, after living in Texas. She was down there um, close to 15, 16 years, I think, um, all told. And so in the summers and in the winter times, after we had moved back to Memphis with my mom, we would come stay in Houston and or Liberty with my grandparents. So, um, you know, as I was, I never really lived in Texas as a young child, only as a young child, you know, from the, from till I was about two years old. And, um, but I did live there in the summers and the winter. So I absorbed a lot and I was around people like my grandpa and um, who, and my grandmother, they were always out in the community and, you know, we would, we would be gone with season tickets to the Astros, you know, so we were in the dome. The dome is where I found out I needed glasses because there used to be this giant Coke sign. It, it just said Coke, you know, was, and the sign was enormous. And my dad, I was squinting all over the place. My dad said, what is it? Can you tell me what that sign says over there, that red sign? And I was, no, <laughs> you know, and the, the letter C was probably 30 feet tall and I still couldn't make up the word Coke. And, um, so lots of ties to um, Texas, and I spent a lot of time there in my in my youth. And so when I was writing the songs for this album, when I started writing songs, um, songs about my Texas family were just what came out. And um, and so this album is kind of a concept album. It starts with my great grandparents who were from Devers, Texas, which is just east of Liberty. Liberty's 
right in between Houston and Beaumont uh, on Highway 90. And, and so it starts out with them and their struggles to kind of raise a large family during the depression. And then it kind of goes through time. There's a song called Rosemary, which is about my, my grandparents and them during World War II as my grandfather went off to war. Songs about my dad. Um, and, and the album ends up kind of present day with me and Liberty kind of looking at how everything has changed and the people that I love are, you know, really no longer there. My dad and some cousins are about the only ones left in Liberty from what was once a very large family. You know, we, we were, we had numbers back in the day and the town has changed and all that. And um, so, so it's kind of a, a linear concept album. Um, mostly all, almost every song in the album has a direct tie back to, back to Texas, Liberty and or my family. I'm going to get you to play something in a bit, but who who are your musical inspirations? Uh, which artists, you know, got you into wanting to be a musician and, and who do you kind of grab something from when you're doing an album like this? Is it just everybody or that, that's been, you know, connected to you over the years? Or do you feel like there's uh, some, some people in particular? Early on, you know, I was, I was influenced by, stuff that my parents were playing like there's a willie there we go willie nelson record behind my head and willie was always on the on the stereo i joked that when my parents got divorced it was who got the kids or who got the willie records and um my mom got both and um so you know stuff like that was just always on and and hearing stories in those old songs like that are kind of how i've done in my songwriting where they're they're little short vignettes um set to music short stories you know set to three or four minutes worth of music and um so willie was a big influence early on groups like the band um taj mahal i'm from you know i live in memphis so blues are a big influence on me um and and that a lot of that ties into how i play and sing and um but then also you know some as far as like songwriting i would classify myself in like the folk slash americana genres um so those are influences there or people like guy clark who was um from texas towns van zandt um lyle lovett he was a big influence on me and my singing particularly um so, you know, those are those are kind of the big ones for me. That's funny you mentioned Willie because the last time I saw Willie was back when I lived in Memphis for a couple of years. I saw him at Memphis in May and I actually got to see him on one stage at one side of the Memphis in May Music Festival and then walked across the music festival to the other side that night and Bob Dylan played. So that yeah. was a pretty big one. Pretty big those night. Are the good old days, man. Oh man, it, it was un, unbelievable. And I, I can't remember if I've seen Willie actually at the Houston rodeo, but when we were kids, we'd go there all the time. Do you, do you remember going to the rodeo uh, when you were little seeing the musicians at all? I don't, not at all. Um, so by the time cause the rodeo is usually in February. Yeah. February. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time um, we moved back to Memphis, um, 
or from Houston to Memphis, you know, I was, I was still pretty young. And so when that time period came along, I was in school, you know, up here in Memphis when the rodeo came. So I never got to go to, to any of the big shows. My sisters did though. <laughs> yeah. It was like March, I think when it would end. Yeah. And I didn't know if that seeped into spring break. And if you'd come back here for spring, break. that's, I may I'm have been, I may have, may have done that, but, um, it's not something I remember, but, yeah. you know, certainly got a lot of pictures and those sorts of things in my archives. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's do it. Uh, you've got your guitar with you. Yeah. Can you give us a little sample from the album? Sure. Um, let's see. Why don't I do, um, you know, we were talking about ex-wives. Um, I can do this one about my dad's three ex-wives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, we were, I was, this is kind of a more upbeat song, uh, on the album. Um, but the album's called book of life. My dad and I were in Galveston and we, we saw Ramblin' Jack Elliott play and, um, it was a great show. And, uh, we were Ramblin' Jack was talking about his ex-wives and my, my dad said that, um, he had, you know, really, he had, he was married three times. He had, um, good marriages, except for whatever reason, it just wasn't meant to be. And, um, and so the next day we were hanging out there in Liberty and, um, we were just, I can't, we were, we were not too far from his house. We were hanging out at this little, um, this little shop area and I had my guitar and I wrote this song. It's called, uh, meant to be. Sounds great. Well, my three ex-wives are real nice ladies, but something about marriage just drove me crazy. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't meant to be. You know, my first ex-wife was a Memphis gal, and we got together in Austin town. It was the summer of love.
said, baby, it wasn't meant to be. Fantastic. Love it. Uh, yeah, no, I got to hear the Book of Life, the main song on the album, the where you got the title, I guess, from, right, is, is that song. Um, let me ask you, you're not exactly in your 20s and you're making your first. What does it mean to put out your first album <laughs> right now? I mean, what, what, what does that feel like to, to do it at this age? Well, you're right. I'm not exactly in my 20s, <laughs> um, but it feels great. I have for a long time, I've you know, I've been playing guitar since I was 12 years old, 30 plus years. And um, for years and years and years, I just played other people's music, you know. So I was in blues bands and rock bands, but it was usually or very rarely would we play any original material. And um, it wasn't until about seven or eight years ago, maybe maybe a little longer than that. Um, I was with my dad. He introduced me to um, a cousin of ours that I didn't know we had and um, who also was from Liberty. And he was a songwriter and he had written all these songs that were um, that were we were together and he was playing them. And I was listening to him. I was like, wow, these are incredible. And um, my dad, you know, he's like, well, you know, you, you could try and write songs, too. And um, and I had never really thought about it up until then, because I'd always just played cover songs. And um, and so. So that's again, that was seven or eight years ago. And and it's just something I've been working at. And so, no, I'm not in my 20s, but. Once I got a, a good body of work together for this album, um, and it's a meaningful album because it's songs about my family, um, it was like, well, I, I had initially not really, I wanted to do an album, but I was a little unsure. And, um, but some friends of mine were like, no, you need to do this. And, um, and you know, the songs on the album, the one I just played was kind of tongue in cheek. Um, upbeat but there's a lot of feeling and a lot of these songs on the album you know they're real personal and they're also songs that other people can relate to and so for people like our age um that that like to listen to that kind of music um i i think it's it's being it's gotten pretty good reception thus far <laughs> and um and so the songs are are meant for the listener to not sit in a bar and be talking over and, you know, beers clanking and all that. This is songs to listen to and think about and, um, and really absorb. And, and, and so what I wanted to do once I decided to record um, was like, or what I wanted to avoid was 20 years from now when I will be at the point where, you know, I'm no longer working or, looking maybe towards retirement or something like that. I don't want to be looking back and saying, you know, I wish I'd recorded an album, you know? And, um, and so I had enough people believe in me 
you know, and telling me, hey, you need to go do this. Um, and and so I did it. And and there's a lot of good stuff happening as a result. So that was the that was one of the main drivers and, and it is still is not wanting to have any regrets about it. Not only was the album about Texas, but it was made in Texas. You made it in Austin, right? Yeah, recorded a I recorded the album in Austin. Um, Walt Wilkins, who's a very well-known um, singer-songwriter, Texas troubadour um, producer, he and Ron Flint uh, co-produced the album. Um, it, it's a very big deal um, for me to have the good fortune to work with those two. Um, just uh, not everybody gets to do gets to do that and I'm, I'm really grateful that they took this project on and um, the songs the treatment they gave them they understood the importance of the songs and those ties that my family has to Texas and that I have and so we um, they actually know the creme de la creme of Austin musicians and um, just had some wonderful instrumentation to back up my guitar and my vocals. Um, Rich Brotherton, who played with Robert Earl Keane for 20 years, um, he played on the album. Warren Hood, who's a fiddler, he played with Lyle and Hayes Carl. Um, and he, he, all these people have their own solo careers too. Um, folks like that just adding color to these stories and um, it's it's a wonderful thing. I can't wait for you to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, and this Friday, you're going to be playing at Anderson Fair and Montrose, right? With Matt Harlan? Yes, and it's a dream come true. Matt is a wonderful, uh, widely known uh, songwriter in the Houston area and also throughout Texas. Uh, Anderson Fair is one of the premier listening rooms not only in Texas but anywhere in America um, it's been around since the late 60s Lyle Lovett Robert Earl Keane Nancy Griffith Towns Van Zant, Guy Clark um, Slade Cleaves you know all these wonderful songwriters have um, come through there some got their start there and it's a place where you come to listen to music you know you can hear a pin drop in there and um and I was very fortunate to to have the opportunity to play there uh, on Friday with Matt. It's it's a uh, it's a bucket list kind of gig, and it's not a gig; it's a show. <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a incredible night. So, and if they've missed it there, where can they see you in December around here? Gotcha. So in December, I'm coming through um, on December. 15th, I think, which is a Thursday, I'll be playing in Galveston at the Old Quarter Acoustic Cafe, another very storied listening room and bucket list. Um, so on Friday, I'll be playing in Conroe. That would be December 16th. And that'll be at across the track. Uh, sorry, that'll be at the Corner Pub uh, in Conroe. And then Saturday, the 17th, I'll be playing in Livingston. December 17th, that's at a place called Across the Tracks, another listening room. It's a really cool venue, um, just in a small, small Texas town, you know, not too far from Houston. And then um, on Sunday, I'll be playing in Austin uh, at the New World Deli. And then I'll also have some more dates that I'm, I'm doing um, 
not only uh, in December, but that I'm looking at doing next year too. So I plan to, now I've got the album out, um, make, make Texas, East Texas, Central Texas, kind of put that on the rotation and hopefully get to play there uh, multiple times a year. It drops November the 18th. Is that right? The album comes out. It'll be on all the streaming platforms. Um, you know, it's an independently produced album. So what I can say is that, um, you know, you can stream it all day long, but that will never get me anything. <laughs> um, so, be, and the reason is because, you know, like on Spotify, they pay, you know, for instance, a friend of mine had a million streams. And um, he made about $3,000 out of a million streams. And, um, and it's real hard to get a million streams. And yeah, but you can buy the CD on my website, you, you'll be able to get it on Bandcamp, um, brianblake.net, or just look up Brian Blake. And that is a way to, um, it's not only for me, but for other independent artists who aren't like big stars or on a record label, you buy direct, you go to the shows, you buy the merch, you know, that sort of thing. That's how, that's what keeps this kind of stuff going. It's not the Spotify's and Apple music and stuff like that. Well, before I go, got to say hello to Linda, your mom and Allison. And I'll tell her you said hi. And I got to tell everybody to come out and support one of Houston's own products, Brian Blake, the album Book of Life. Can't be more impressed with your singing and songwriting, Brian. It's hard to believe the same kid I wrote Pirates of the Caribbean with can create such heartfelt poetry and incredibly proud of what you've done and really excited for the next couple of months for you. Thanks for taking the time in a busy week and maybe you can play us out with something before we get oh going. Oh boy. Okay, I'll do that. Um, Any, anything you want. All right. I'll do, um, I'll just go out with Move On JD. I'll do kind of the first verse of that. It's a song about a World War II veteran that was there in Texas uh, in Liberty. And um, it's a, it's a pretty cool song, I like to think. So.
You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.